Okay, I am very, very excited to be, I'm always loving to talk about films, but especially films by women with a very specific voice from a multicultural perspective. Wow, so excited to have Mian Mian here, uh, director of this new film called Mickey on the Road. It's a Taiwanese film that's been playing in the festivals. And in fact, that's how I discovered this film is through the Asian American International Film Festival. So I would love to share this film with all of you uh, and having this opportunity and privilege to talk to the director of the film, Mian Mian. So Mian Mian, welcome to KTUH. Hi, I'm I understand. so glad to be here. Yes, and I know we're doing this virtually, and the beauty of being virtual, you are right now in Oregon, is that right? Yeah. You're in yes. Eugene, Oregon, but you are from Taiwan, and uh, you are virtually taking this film on the road to be screened around the world. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's it's, exciting. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a magical, magical journey. Yeah, are, are you uh, sad that it, they're not in person a lot of them still of, of course because i would love to go back to new york and then see uh i was um, uh in new york from 2008 to 2011 i was living in new york brooklyn oh. so you know yeah but it's pandemic and it's yeah flying there is kind of complicated so but i i hope you know in the future i can go back to new york and say hi to everyone yeah, and, and the Chinese community there is so great, you know, because they yeah. represent all parts of Chinese culture. You yes. Know, yeah. where it, it's really interesting because you coming from Taiwanese culture, but then, you know, exposing this film to the world, really, but if we're going to break down the Chinese culture is that how do different, um, how do different nationalities and ethnic backgrounds receive this film? You know, what do they take from it? Because as I understand, or you can clarify for me, is this film takes place um, in the southern part of Taiwan. Is it Kaohsiung? Yes, okay. correct. Um, and, and then these two girls, these two very different, but they're buddies. So it's like a buddy road trip of these two funky young chicks. One is like tomboyish, um, rebellious in her sense. And the other one is very kind of feminine, flirtatious. And um, she's a go-go dancer, which is really uh, fun to watch. But these two very different characters, best friends, travel to Guangzhou to um, so find something they're trying to look for, right? In a, in yes. A okay. Yes. All right, so people are tuning in. I am talking to Mian Mian about her new film called Mickey on the Road about these two girls on a road trip. Think Thelma and Louise, but with a very multicultural context. I'm sorry I threw that out there and I don't want to misrepresent your oh, film. No, it's totally right. It's to totally okay. I'm flattered. Oh. <laughs> one of my favorite films that's why yeah. I love girl trip movies um girl road trip movies because they say so much so let's start with your journey as a female from Taiwan culture can you tell us a little bit about your upbringing and how that shaped who you are because I understand this film was very close to your heart how were you growing up and what shaped the way you felt about your position as a female growing up in a very traditional Chinese society okay well um we uh I when I was a kid uh, we're still under martial law Taiwan's still under martial law so we are um we are uh, grow up in a KMT um, kind of education, you know, their textbook. 
you know, being very, uh, like you tell us, you, you're supposed to, uh, you know, like Confucian isn't that kind of whole thing. You know, you got to be, you got to be obeyed to your um, parents and your teachers and, and, you know, rules, all that. And, uh, but when I was uh, in high school, um, we had, we, we em- embraced um, democ- democracy and Taiwan, uh, being through like a very peaceful uh, transform transformation of our um, political uh, system. So and then then everyone has like a freedom to read what we uh, uh, not allowed to read under martial law to uh, get to know ourselves, our history as a Taiwanese, as you know everything, everything. You know, you, it's suddenly the gates is open. So you embrace uh, new things, um, and at that time, what, what year are we talking about? What era? Can if people don't know, I'm talking about early '90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's when uh, uh, Taiwanese art and culture has a uh, like really big uh, uh, change at mm-hmm. that time, and also political um, too. And uh, so at that time, all the um, kind of uh, artistic, um, they start kind of develop their own test, uh, content. I mean, the, they're, they're able to express what they want to say. And so when I was in high school, there is a um, kind of a big wave of uh, social uh, movement. Like, you know, we, we want to better uh, education system. We want to allow different voices. We want to, you know, we want to have a more freedom to uh, uh, express um, no matter politically or artistic, you know, um, yeah. So- Can I have I a was, question? Can I just, yeah. uh, um, just because, so I lived in Kaohsiung for one year before moving to Hawaii. So I wanted to insert that my observation of the schools there. Um, yeah. compa- I, I, so I don't know um, my impression because we went to look at local schools is that it's still a very um, structured, very, and I don't want to say oppressive because that's not the right word, but it is very um, challenging to many people, especially from the West who don't understand that kind of extreme structure. So do you think things have changed much in terms of the education system that you're talking about? No, not much. You still have to, <laughs> you still, you know, uh, the martial law kind of um, uh, has, has left behind a lot of influence um, a structure of life. Like, for example, primary school students still need to uh, um, gathering a open, a open ground and lessen the principle or listen to the teacher to tell them what to do, you know, today. And you got to um, sing the national uh, song, salute yeah. to the flag every morning. And the best student will, you know, call their name out of the line yeah. and, you know, be punished, all that. So, yeah. Um, you think that's a th- I, Chinese cultural thing? It's not specifically Taiwan, right? Don't you think it's like the idea of trying your best to be number one and to be collective and reach towards the national thing? I don't know. I think it's um, uh, kind of um, the way KMT party uh, mm, okay. bring bring it to to Taiwan because it's um, 
uh, it's kind of like you feel like you are in a primary school, but you feel like you are in army base. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. uh, you you gotta look up. You know, gotta look up the yeah. teachers and, and, yeah. and yeah. So you know, my so my husband he's from New York, um, but he lived in Taiwan. So he he left when he was nineteen to move to Taiwan, and this was a long time ago, right? This is even like late eighties. And for a Westerner to see the transformation of Chinese, he said he remembers all the girls with the same hairstyle, short, That's right. and then all of a sudden, yeah. like it changed, and now he thinks, God, these women are so they dress so like. <laughs> risque you know he has yeah. like this old concept of it so people don't really understand the transformation that taiwan has gone through in just the last 30 years right so yes yeah it, very dramatically uh so I, I when i was in high school i've been through all that transformation yeah. so yeah so um, yeah and then and then in high school i started writing my own scripts and and yeah. doing small theater so that's how i start as a create uh, as a director okay. yeah okay so you were you dabbled into theater um before you started doing film or you just like the idea of writing writing stories mm. In the beginning, I just want to express a very simple idea because my first script is called Are You a Virgin? You know, because you just want to be, as a teen, I was a teenager, I just want to express my own anger. Like, you know, uh, if you're a woman, this, yeah. this become a issue. But yeah. if you're a man, you're never being asked this exactly. question. If anything, yeah. they ex expect you to have more experience. Like they almost give you more credit for having more experience i don't know yeah but, but okay, if, if you are yeah you're a girl you have experience you're a slut exactly you was expelled from schools oh you know? yeah and uh, you will be point on the street oh look at that slut we don't want to be friend with her yeah yeah so it's different so my first uh, impulse of creation uh is express this kind of anger and kind of you know kind of um yeah it's anger yeah, it's like, why, you know, yeah. this concept of virginity is a really fascinating one because it's relevant to a lot of um cultures right around the world but if we're going to be talking about asian culture especially specifically chinese culture i remember my grandmother saying that she was not allowed to ride a bicycle and the reason for that is because it might break your virginity <laughs> have you heard that's of her right <laughs> that's very familiar that's very common yeah. yeah so there is something that connects asians from that old and this is do you think this goes back to this confusion value of of women obeying and being in a place of yeah. subservience and respecting the elders and the men in your lives oh, that's right that's all they're beneficial isn't it all for their benefit. <laughs> and, and it's crazy how patriarchal still the societies have come. I mean, it hasn't really changed much. I mean, we have an increasing uh, voice for women, I have to say, right? I mean, yes. I lived in Hong Kong for a long time and I see, you know, Hong Kong is one of the more kind of um, stronger play platforms for women to voice. There's no kind of that inequity, so so to speak. But we're still, the, 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 the platform of our existence is still a very patriarchal, male-dominated society, right? Yes, yes. So, you know, wait, wait uh, and see when the election, you know, come election year coming over, you know, all the female uh, candidates, they are undertake those, you know, very unrespectful like you are you are you don't understand 
uh, you don't, you, you cannot be our president. You cannot be our representative because you are not married. You don't have a kid. So you don't understand the family value. And because you wearing skirt, you are not, you know, strong. You are not, you know, kind of yeah, so all that, all, all, all that, uh, you know, very easy to attack a woman candidate than a male candidate, I think. And yet there's still a high visibility of female politicians in Taiwan. So, yes, I mean, so we're, we... we're tough. <laughs> yeah, bottom line. That's a, this is a great place for us to take a break, um, to move on to your film. We need to talk about your film, but I know we could talk about this forever. Um, if you're just tuning in, I'm talking to Mian Mian. Um, in English, your name is Mian Mian Lu. Is that right? Is that how people That's refer right. you to it? Okay. Um, writer and director of this film, Mickey on the Road, which is really on the road in the film festivals right now, talking about uh, sisterhood and the position of women and cross-cultural dynamics between Taiwan and China and so much more. There are lots of layers that I really want to unpack. So don't go away. We will be continuing our conversation. All right, we're back. I'm talking to Mian Mian on her new film, Mickey on the Road from Taiwan. And so Mian Mian, let's talk, let's, let's just dive into your film. Um, so these two girls, one is a, you call her a go-go dancer. She's kind of like an erotic dancer in Taiwan where they dance um, in front of, you can maybe explain that a little bit more, but she's, you know, she's a very vibrant, colorful um, character. And, and her um, best friend, Mickey, uh, who is the, the protagonist of the film, or they both are really, um, she is more kind of gender neutral, if you will. And this is where I wanted to kind of talk about that too. Um, and she is taking care of her mother and uh, her father abandoned her. So there are a lot of, uh, family dynamic um, conflicts that you explore, as well as the sisterhood, as well as that transnational dialogue about the relationship between Taiwan and China. So where do you want to start with this? Because there's so many things. Let's start with the dance. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Imagine you are in a small town in the United States and no one want to go to church. And then one, pre, one, one, like someone has this idea, that's hire pole dancer and put them on a jeep and circle around in our town and call for, you know, people out, you know, like, come on, let's go to church. Let's participate <laughs> praying to God, you know. That, yeah, that's that's <laughs> that, that's just a big contradiction. <laughs> that's like, that's that's great. right, right? Sounds yeah. really contradictory, right? But in Taiwan, it's it's not contradictory. It's like a very exciting thing. It's like uh, you know, Jin Jin's character play a go-go dancer, and she dance um, she dance on a jeep, moving jeep, you know, with a paw <laughs> on the jeep. It's a kind of like a celebration. It's like, hey, everyone, look us, you know, this uh, temple, local temple uh, is going to have a, a celebration, re religious celebration. Hey, come out, out of your house. That's, let's go to the temple. That's how, you know, he, the function she serves. Okay, but wait. All right. So back up a little bit. So you're, 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 I mean, culturally speaking, we are combining like an 
erotic kind of, you know, like the, the gaze onto the sexual body with this kind of religious ceremony that they're trying That's to right. get people to go to. So do yeah. people in Taiwan accept that as part of the culture? Is that something that's done and people don't think of it as being disrespectful or against what it's supposed to be? Is that just part of Taiwan culture? A lot of uh, me, middle class, um, you know, who, who living living in ur urban area, they despise this kind of dance. They think ah. it is very vulgar, very yeah. you know, yeah. low class, very disrespectful for the god. But people who living actually living in that vibe, you know, they appreciate that. You know, young <laughs> generation, they love it. You know, because. Um, uh, the local temple activity events are the their stage, are their party, are their, you know, local temple host, uh, you know, various kind of um, events like, you know, during the whole year. So it's more like a block party and it's their community center for them, you mm -hmm. know. So and uh, so there's both both voice exist in Taiwanese society. Half of uh, people they criticize this kind of dances, thinking okay. they're they're low, you right. know. And half of them are impressed this um, this uh, you know this uh, yeah. activity. That, yeah. That's so, but the ones who criticize it are the ones who probably go to those nightclubs and right and have all these mistresses right. and all these things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. And those who criticize it are watching them, you know. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's it's always like that, you know, because yeah. it makes them feel better, maybe that they're criticizing something else. I don't know. But it's fascinating um, to have this. And also the that what your film does is it also gives you that performance aspect of, of ceremony and the performance aspect of the bodies of the female bodies, right? So That's on one right. hand, you have kind of like that sexuality on display, but at the same time, you know, it's really kind of connecting to like deeper cultures and traditions and ceremonies. It's really yes. interesting. Yeah, I, I love that. <laughs> the the other character Mickey, yeah. she uh she's kind of a tomboy's uh, look, and uh, she want to um, play uh, a general dance in in this, the same parade, the same religious um, um, event, and uh, but because uh, that kind of dance is kind of a holy, it's kind of you know it's restrict um, to men. I mean, women are not allowed to dance that. Uh, um, that so the reason uh is woman's body is not clean because we have period you know so this is like a, you you hear that like a thousand times in yeah. different culture right in so fact I, you know in china in hong kong because i was in the film industry there that i wasn't you know being american chinese i didn't really know but uh on the set i would sit like on a camera box and they would tell me no get off women are not allowed to sit on the camera boxes because that's giving bad luck to the film yeah that's that's ridiculous right <laughs> so you wipe you wipe your ass right? <laughs> your ass is way dirtier <laughs> exactly you know Yes. Anyway, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, the woman's body being, and, and again, this is something that's uh, relevant to so many cultures. Is the stigma behind women just because of the the menstruation? And where does that come from? Like, why is that impure? And do you think there's a way to change that concept? Yeah. 
I think uh, the more and more, more this voice uh, comes out, and then I think that the Taiwanese society uh, kind of like uh, aware, oh, why we have this ridiculous kind of, you know, rule for, for women, you know? And uh, so it's gradually moving forward to, you know, better, better place, I think. Yeah, as long as we kind of uh, bring up this, uh, you know, topic and bring up this issue and then people actually, you know, examine these ideas, like this is a kind of weird idea, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah and, um, but I want to uh, start from the religious uh, uh, kind of a point of view because the religious is kind of um, the most, uh, it's hard to break, yeah. you know? So yeah. I, I start with knocking this door, mm. you know? And yeah, you uh, have a scene, I mean, you establish it in the story that she, Mickey wants to play in this role, but then you have this yeah. very um, male chauvinist, older um, person who says, no, you can't, you're a woman. And he's shouting and he's being really ugly about it. So is, is that something that you've experienced before? Or is that something that is kind of like a normal uh, way of, of approaching like this challenge? This yeah. challenge? So, you know, I think of, uh, in our society, even though now it's 2021, right? The yeah. same situation, like uh, the God says gay is seen, you know, in India, like yeah. God doesn't allow women to pray or whatever, you know. But yeah, show me your God. Call your guy in front of me, you know. So who's telling telling this? Who yeah. is who is setting up the rules? Yeah. It's not yeah. God. I mean, I, I believe my God loves me, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you say it in your film, you have like the woman who comes out in the end. Is that the partner? Is that the wife of the old guy who's like or yelling at at, at Mickey for trying to yeah. dance? Well, the woman is actually the manager of oh, okay. the temple. All and right. then the, the, that man's uh, character, normally, you know, because the Taiwan's temple are open to anyone. So oh. you you always see like kind of a, a, a old people, they hang around in yeah, the yeah, temple yeah, yeah. and do the right. volunteer. And after a while, they think they're, they're in charge, you know, because they're. <laughs> okay. you know. But I love yeah. it that you, you know, after he gives this explosive kind of criticizing of like, oh, you can't, you're a woman, you just stay doing what you're supposed to do. And then that woman comes in and says, you shut up, you go back and do your own thing. You know, you, 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 you pull back the rain in giving the woman that last voice. Yes. I yes. wonder if it's intentional in your writing is to kind of resituate the way to approach things you know with offering the woman's voice and perspective yes i i was intentional to do that but um um because in that plot um uh mickey the character actually asked god you know in in our religion we have like a moon blocks yeah you know it's like a coin you yeah. can toast the coins yeah and like a ask oh god if if i can do this or that and the, the god actually give approval to to the to the character to mickey says so yes you can perform you can dance for me yeah right and yeah. then so that's the approval so the, the 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 manager the temple manager the the woman character says see this is god's approval so you shut up yeah okay but again it's like who has the right to decide what you can or cannot do and That's and right. you know the journey of these two women 
um, resisting the structures that they're supposed to be trapped in, if you will, right? Like, you know, they, they tick off, they mm-hmm. rebel against the structures, right? Yes. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So, I mean, I, I, design, I design these two characters in a very different way. Like one is pink hair, very feminine, very cute, you know. What, how she look is all fitting in, in our society. You know, it's like, oh, she's so cute. She's, right, right. you know, wonderful. Yes. And the other, the other one is like, you know, she, she, she's not like that. She's very tomboy look. But it's very blurry. But- Mickey's character, her agendered character, because she is tomboy looking. But there's a scene also where her friend Jingjing asks her, oh, I thought you were, I thought you liked women. But then That's- she goes and sleeps with a guy. So, okay, let's talk about the um, non-binary um, play in, in your film. Okay. I think uh, um, we need ambiguous. Yes. Yes, we need ambiguous. And I think uh, uh, feminism is bullshit. I think we should talk <laughs> well, about- define feminism before you say it's bullshit. Okay, I think uh, because too many, too, too many people like uh, attack uh, this war as a kind yes. of a dirty war. Yes, you know? yes agree. But when, when, we, when we really talk about it, is we are just fighting for hum, hum, humanity. We are just- fighting for the basic human right, equal right. So I think we, we were talking about individualism. We're talking about everyone as a human being, we, we are unique and we deserve equal respect. Yeah, and that is feminism. So people, you know, feminism has a bad rap because people don't understand what it means. And um, but that's exactly what you're talking about. And and I want to add to that is that feminism in your feminist approach is by going into these very specific places, these individuals as who they are. It's not like, oh, okay, well, this one is from this place, so that's why she's the way she is. You can't generalize, right? It's all about specificity and 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 what that specific story tells about larger connections that's right, right. yeah that's right I, I think um uh, as I say I think ambiguity is very imp- important it's because um that brings out like um you know you you have personality and uh, we are not like a hundred percent black or white or we are not like um, always always not changed like black and white you know because the human being we are we are complicated and um once we learn the the person in front of me no matter the gender has equal strength has equal power i have and then i will look into her eyes or his eyes and listen to to what she or he want to say you know and we were we were build the empathy and we will build understanding mutual understanding no matter how different we are yeah. i think that's the fundamental i mean yeah and then this is i'm so tired of like hear all the kind of uh, propaganda around the world you know like yeah. treating women differently like uh, you know we, we are we're like we are not human being we're kind of an asset we're <laughs> an animal or yeah know, See, that goes back to the patriarchal narrative. Like that's that's where it's coming from. So resisting that, I don't even want to go there because it's just yeah, it's it's a load of crap. But so what you what we're talking about with um, Mickey's 
um, non-binary kind of um, personality or, or impression of representing who she is, that an ambiguous space um, is something very relevant to today in the, I would say the younger generation of, um, of concepts of gender identity, because like my daughter, she's, she's 18 now and um, all of her friends, like everybody is like non-binary, you know? I mean, of course, this is almost like a trend, like for me, my old fashioned way of thinking, like trying to understand it, but you know, the idea of pansexuality and asexuality and non-binary and all these things and transsexuality is something that's become so normative today because they're resisting these concepts and structures of that, what we're supposed to perform, like we're born a woman, so we have to be, act like a woman, you know? So this goes back to your, your the performance, um, examination you have in your film, I think. Is this really yeah. an interesting layer on that? I don't know if you wanna, you know, we need another break. Cause this is like, I wanna have people thinking like, okay, we're talking about gender. We're talking about sexuality here. We're talking about cross-cultural, multicultural perspectives on this. So if you're just tuning in, I'm talking to Mia Mia about her film, Mickey on the Road. And we are talking about deep issues that are very relevant today about sexuality and gender. So don't go away. I'm back here with Mian Mian, director of Mickey on the Road, a very funky kind of road trip movie of these two uh, best pals in Taiwan going to uh, China, Guangzhou. So we haven't talked about the multicultural aspect of like how the relationship between Taiwan and China. But before we get to that, can we talk a little bit about the sisterhood, like the idea of these two very different girls coming together and their sharing of the secret intimate spaces because you know on the road trip they have to be in in places where um they are you know literally just naked together and and, and really understanding each other as people um and and understanding each other's bodies and identities and dreams and desires you know young women have some such desires and i don't know if you reflect on that time in your life as like a late, like a late teen, like what you wanted to do and how you positioned yourself in terms of like, oh, do I need a man in my life to feel fulfilled? Like, I feel like Jin Jing's character is like that. That's why she went to Guangzhou to look for her, her, her boyfriend. Like she felt she needed that part of her life to be connected to a, a man. And that's something societal pressures, I think. And then for Mickey's character, she's searching for her father, which is also a missing link in her life. So it's really interesting that you pose these two women who there is like a lack of a male character in their lives that they're searching for, like they feel incomplete without it. Can you speak to that? Well, um, <clears throat> uh, for Jin Jin, this character, I think uh, when we were young, we're, we're, crazy for love. Everyone has that kind of experience. And uh, for me, Mickey on the Row is also a coming of age story. And I think um, grow up means you accept that the person you love um, doesn't love you. Mm. You know, it's possible. And then it's, it's happened, you know, sometimes in our life, you know, you gotta, you gotta learn how to accept that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I think for Jinjin's character, she's learning that hard lesson. And um, of course, yeah. And, and, and it's hard, you know, like really hard. Can I just expose a little bit of the story? Because there was a yeah, really sure. almost, you know, very strong scene when she goes and finds him at this nightclub and he's drunk and he gets like this other man to go into the room with her and rapes her really. Um, and 
So that's a harsh, I mean, that's like really like slamming it on, you know, a big, a big slap on the face. So yeah, because uh, like I, I said, um, Jinjin's character, you know, she's very feminine, you know, and, you know, because she's a, a pole dancer, go-go dancer. So uh, men think she's kind of a slutty a little bit and, right. um, you know, kind of put her lower uh, because so the of assumptions her, of like yeah. um, erotic dancing with that your yeah. body's available for everyone. That's right. That's an assumption right now. Still yeah. exists, yes. isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, you 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 shouldn't wear a short skirt. You shouldn't expose your oh, yeah. boots. Yeah, right. it's, it's our fault. fault. It's our fault. Yeah. Yeah, it's your fault, right? So, <laughs> but um, but uh, I do put Jingjing in in this hardship to grow up. But uh, in the end, she earn her dignity by uh, kind of fighting a little bit for herself because uh, the, the 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 man who wants uh, her kind of a dance in in that nightclub you know for free but she's a prof- professional dancer she treat him herself as a professional dancer and in the end she said you gotta pay me you know because I'm, I'm not dance for free so it's kind of like a, a little bit fight back you know, to uh, to the character, to I mean, for the Jinjin's character, you know, she so she's not totally victim. It's also, but it, it's complicated because, like, at one, I feel like she's fighting back and demanding the, or reinforcing the fact that he, she's a professional. But at the same time, the idea of payment, that transactional relationship, also reinforces the idea that men can buy women, and you know, there's like all these kind of double layers there. Like it, it's, yeah. I feel like, it, you know, it made me uncomfortable because it, it hit a chord that, okay, so what is the value of a woman? And, you know, cause it's, it's, it's complicated. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I was just wanted to say that, do you want to mention um, Jing Jing also? Uh, so she is a professional dancer as, as an actress, right? You found her because she dances from a professional dance company. Did you want to, and, and I think it's fascinating because both of your actresses are new, new actresses, first time f- um, film actresses and, and Mickey's character, uh, what's her name? Yen Pao Wen. Pao Wen. Pao Wen. Yeah. She, she found her at a bar. <laughs> As a bartender, I love that. And then, and then Mickey's character was like Yaling, Zhang Yaling um, uh, was uh, is a dancer. So tell me about that. You know, like you're sourcing people who are like real people. Yes, um, they are first time actors. They never like gave all this artsy fartsy stuff, you know. So, and uh, for 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 Jingjing, uh, I want to find a real dancer because i think that the body is is so real you know i want able to convince people they're from the street they're you know and so yeah and and bao wen she was a, a bartender when i when i find her and um this is her first time doing acting and um yeah they they're just heated up uh they just hit hit it off Hit it on. Hit it it off. Hit it off. Right away, you know. The first time they meet each other, uh, because we're we're doing a training before shooting, and and they're they're just smoking outside of our studio, you know. Right away, you know, they just they just best friend right away. So I was very lucky. 
it, it comes across in the film. It comes across very natural. And that's really impressive that both of them as first time actresses like that are so natural. And I guess I give credit to you as a director for doing that. I mean, um, it's one thing to not have experience on screen, but it's another thing to dig into some very intimate spaces, um, moments when these yeah. women have these very raw um, uh, scenes, you know? Yeah. Um, I think... Um... When when we watch a film in a movie theater, we also we stare at their face all the time, and we stare at their eyes all the time. So I want to cast a, a two women who can bring out that kind of um, um, that kind of quality that uh, they can use their not language but the but their eyes, their expression to communicate not only to the audience, but each other. I think that's how best friend communicate. You know, sometimes you don't say that much. You just, you know, kind of give each other a glimpse. And, and I think, yeah, I think a, a woman's friendship is slightly different from, um, from men's uh, um, friendship, I think. Yeah, and um, we, all, we normally see a, a body movie, like a two-dude, you know, they have like kind of uh, like brotherhood, you know, yeah. that kind yeah. of thing. But I think uh, cis two women can develop uh, kind of similar, similar feelings, similar connection too, but in different, very different yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and going back to the sisterhood um, and friendship idea, and, and it, this pulls in the religious aspect too, in a very subtle way, um, is, you know, there are a couple of scenes when they come together, they go to the temple and they hide behind the, uh, what do you call that, the ceremonial kind of front and they're yeah. behind there and they is she taking the apple from the ceremony bowl <laughs> yes. to eat? so yeah. like on one hand it feels like it's disrespectful oh my god you're eating the fruit from what we're offering to the gods but you know they're doing this with are human and then they're coming behind this like a protective space behind this spiritual place they yeah. are literally hiding behind it and protected have with the backdrop of that and and i think yeah. it's really beautiful that they're talking yeah. about very intimate things behind that yeah um in taiwan we have more temples than uh, convenience stores wow so yeah so P taiwanese people they have very strong and very intimate intimate relationship with uh, our religious so um, that's how I feel because um, sometimes when I was uh, young you know the actually you, the the space you're talking about is under a table it's under the major big table in a temple right so when we were a kid we normally just hide under the table oh, really? yeah it's like a it's like a going to, it's like camping it's like camping to us. So we kind of like grab a, a, a handful of candy and you know and just play under the table. That's my childhood memory. Yes, wow. it's very personal. And um yeah, and I think um they exchange their their secret under this sacred holy table and uh, you know and then they they kind of uh, talk about you know uh, their secrets and then yeah. I think that's very cute yeah it is yeah. cute and now that you say camping now I can see it it's like um equivalent to like you know like in in the in America where people have like a, a tent you know like or sleep you know a little tent that they kind of hide in to talk secrets it's really nice it's very yeah. special and, and you know the question of who can frame these stories that intimacy of women 
and the subtle kind of connections, it's, it, it can only come from your perspective from where you remember that, you know, and it comes across. Can we, you know, in our limited time left, talk a little bit about a broader kind of contextual, not necessarily political, but just the relationship between China and, China and Taiwan. I know it's a sensitive one, but I feel like your film examines it in a very kind of um, nice, it treats it nicely because you, you say both things. In fact, I wanted to mentioned in your synopsis, you wrote that China's magical quality of new desires and pleasures um, that aroused Mickey's sexual discovery. So I think, wow, this is interesting that you mentioned China as a whole, as a culture, as a place of desire. Um, how, how do you feel about that? And what does that mean to you? Well, right now, like uh, the whole world is facing this pandemic and then they, they have a different opinion about China now. And but but like back to uh, like four years ago, five years ago, China is still a very desirable place for all all of the world, you know, because we, I think in the past decade, everyone is every country, major country in the in, in the world is facing this uh, uprising economic superpower. And yes, everyone um, in Taiwan, like back to maybe f five years ago, wanted to have a cut there. They want a yeah, younger generation. They, they want to go to China for, for work because it's better pay. And businessmen, they want to uh, extend their business to China because it's a big, bigger market. And the Western country, they also want to get into this is like a second biggest uh, economic, right. you know, yeah. So yes, I think um, uh, there is a kind of an illusion that everyone can get something from there. Mm. But actually turns out it's not necessary. It's not guaranteed, you know, it's not necessary um, a good result everyone can get from, from, from there. So um, I kind of want to, um, write a story address uh, this because um, uh, Taiwan is, uh, I think when, when we all, when the whole world is facing this uh, uprising, um, uprising uh, uh, superpower, I think Taiwan is on the front line. In a uh, political relation, we have a very um, kind of um, tense relation with China, but in um, economical relation, we have very tight. We have almost all our production uh, uh, factories and, and, you know, it's all there. It's all there, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a very contradictory situation yeah. for Taiwanese, I think. So I, I want to write a story that from a young uh, Taiwanese uh, woman's perspective, a very personal uh, story to address this. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, you have scenes of them stumbling on and of course, uh, they get their bags stolen. So that's kind of like that vulnerability of being in a foreign place. And I don't know if those are insights into the kind of the dangers of being in a big city, of course, right? Um, yeah. How, how is like, have, have you shown this film to, in China? And or do you plan to? And do you think they're going to see these as criticisms of their, you know, what you're implying behind these things? I, I think, um, I think, uh, um, they don't, I don't think they will think this is a criticism because uh, the roles, those characters, uh, the, 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 the roles I wrote, uh, I mean, Chinese, uh, 
character in my film are very human, you know. And um, of course, when you travel, you you encounter good people, people who you know help you on the journey. Yes, and you encounter bad people want to steal your money, right? So this is a very common experience, and um, because they're cens- censorship, my uh, movie cannot. I don't. I we try, but we we're not allowed to. Uh, you know, so far we we can we cannot. Uh, For what reasons? It. For what reasons? Because the they are not the political. Yeah, tattoo, no tattoo on the character. Really? You know, the yeah. Just and wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and uh, uh, because we because we're a Taiwanese film, so yeah, there's a sense, kind exactly. of sensitive. Yeah. So I. I mean, they said uh, it's it's not allowed, so we're kind of okay because the rule they can have like a thousand rules, you know. Yeah, exactly. Reason to say no, so yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's unfortunate because I would love to see how a, a cross cultural discussion between uh, Taiwan and Chinese people coming together to share these, things, or, or just you know on a broader scale. Um, yes what it means to be because you know and again what does it mean to be Chinese like that that's a question too right yes yes and we all speak kind of the same language yeah, yeah. and but we are actually very we're two different culture Taiwanese culture and Chinese culture I don't think it's well we share most of like a similarity but there is a so so many different like a religion religion yeah. Yeah. Uh, culture is fundamental different and I think, uh, yeah, and uh, if we are, we can uh, kind of open to address like in culture, you know, in culture, like we can talk about it and, and it's, it's good for both sides. But yeah. under this, uh, you know, now the political situation is very tight. I mean, for them, I feel sorry for them, you know, because they, they couldn't say anything about their government. And so I guess... There's no space, no, there's no space, no door. We can kind of, you know, talk to each other, I think. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's so much tension right now. It's really unfortunate. And we're, that's why I want to say that we're privileged here to be able to talk about it, right? We actually have that freedom of voice to discuss your film openly, um, to not just our our K2H listeners, but to the world and to, through your uh, film, to open up discussions on um, cross-cultural relations and um, gender issues and sisterhood. And we didn't even get a chance to talk about like, you know, mother-daughter relationships, which I think is also a very interesting exploration in your film. There's so many things, but um, unfortunately we don't have enough time, but is there some pressing issue that you wanted to share with our audience? Like something that you wanted to leave us with? Um. I think uh, this world need um, uh, kind of uh, we 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 need different faces. We need uh, we need to stare at the screen with different representative, like different image. We saw too much time Tom Cruise running across, you know, the field to try to save the world. We see too many times like two men like men stand up and speak for them, for themselves and confronting of what they think is not right. We need to see more that image on the big screen, 
you know. And then the, the, we we want to see different faces, and you know, we want to see that. And yes, we are we are very tired of to see you know just one side of story. Yeah. And yeah, and I think um, it's it's very you know when the Wonder Woman comes out. Uh, on the big screen, no matter how good, you know, we don't judge the movie, you know, good or bad, just for the image that the, the woman running across the field, <laughs> trying to save the whole world. Yeah. You know, I was like, God, I was, you know, waiting for this moment on the big screen for like, I don't know how many years. You know? I think it's also time for Asian women to be out there on the big screen. It's just been ridiculous, you know, you look at the numbers and the lack of representation of women's voices in Asian cultures is so pushed back. Like yeah. it's it's incredible. So this is just like a one little thing moving us forward, you know, and I am so grateful and so happy to talk to you about your film. And um, I don't want to share this to the world if I have a chance to. This is uh, Mia Mia Lu, director of Mickey on the Road. And uh, go see it if you have a chance and go see, like Mia Mia says, uh, more films with different faces. I love it. Thank you so much for your interview and wishing you luck for your new projects. What is, give us a little insight into what your next project would be about. I'm thinking of a reincarnation sci-fi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love it. All right. So keep us posted. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you.